Hi, welcome to Overthinking Entrepreneur. I'm Megan and I've had a successful online business for a few years now and I think I overthought probably about 90% of my decisions along the way. Honestly, I just overthought whether I should say 90% or pretty much every decision in this intro. So if you find that relatable, you are definitely in the right place. In this podcast, I will help you get out of overthinking and into action so that your online business can finally start growing. Do you ever feel like you are boring or why should anyone care about your life or what you have going on or why should anyone want to follow you on social media? I hear this constantly. I have heard this so many times over the years from people that I've worked with, people in my group, and I've thought it myself, to be perfectly honest with you. I still sometimes think it myself and then I have to snap myself out of it and say, no, 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 that is not what people are following you for. It is not about whether you have the most exciting, flashy life or not. That's not what determines whether someone finds you worth following on social media and ultimately buying from. There are people who portray themselves as having this incredibly exciting lifestyle, but I don't find it relatable or aspirational. It, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, that's great for them, but I wouldn't want that anyway. And sometimes I even question whether it's real. Are they actually happy? You know, just because someone portrays their life as very exciting does not automatically mean that people want to follow them and buy from them. But I think that many of us get in our heads and say, I'm just so boring. It's just little old me. Why would anyone care about what I have to say when my life is so boring and I don't do anything? And so I figured it was worth an episode dedicated to this. And actually what made me really want to talk about this, I am currently in the process of preparing to launch round two of my Get Your Face in Your Feed challenge. This is one of the best challenges I have ever created. And that's not just coming from me. I've never had so many people tell me during and after a challenge that it was the best thing I've ever created as when I did this challenge. And how this challenge works in a nutshell is that for three weeks, so 21 straight days, you post about yourself. That's an overly simplistic version of how it works. Um, You know, obviously I weave business in, I do different things. I give you the prompts. I tell you what to post about in the challenge. But in a nutshell, that's what you're doing is posting about yourself and only yourself for about three weeks. And that is enough to make a lot of people feel really frightened and think everyone's going to tune out. Like no one's going to care about me. No one's going to care what I have to say. I couldn't possibly talk about myself for that long, you know, And, and I get it. I have felt that way too. And Thinking back on how many people have told me these things over the years and then coupled with preparing for round two of the challenge has just made me want to talk about this in this week's episode. So I completely understand where you're coming from. And like I said, I have felt that way too. I would be really surprised if there's no one who's felt that way because think about it. Even the people, so those of us who perceive our life to be boring and, you know, it it depends who you're asking, of course, but a lot of us, our life probably does sound kind of boring on paper, but I think even the people who have built their whole social media following around their exciting, flashy lifestyle, I bet they feel a ton of pressure to keep outdoing themselves. I bet they feel like they can never just like have a week where they want to chill on the couch because they would lose all their followers because they have to be doing all these exciting things. And they're probably still looking at someone else and saying, well, I'm boring compared to them. You know, it's just no matter which situation you're at, we're often comparing ourselves to other people and thinking that we're boring and thinking that we're not good enough. And I get it. It's just part of human nature. But this isn't really the right way to look at it when it comes to social media and where I see so many people go wrong. Because in the first place, most of us don't follow someone purely because we find them or their lifestyle interesting, unless they've already achieved a lot of success 
or unless they do something that is so wildly different than what we do that it makes us curious and makes us want to follow them. So for example, sometimes it's fun to follow celebrities and see their behind the scenes and see what their personality is is like. And of course, you know, that's still curated. It's not exactly like you're seeing the the full raw big picture with most celebrities either. But sometimes it can be really fun to see how different their life can be from our own or see what they're actually like behind the scenes. However, if they were just a regular person who was posting that stuff and they weren't a celebrity, would you actually care to follow them? Probably not. And you might if you got to know them because maybe you really click with their sense of humor or have similar interests or whatever it is. But if you just came across them, would you take notice and want to follow them? Probably not, right? So I think that a lot of us get into our heads that you have to be really interesting in order to build a following, but we don't even really know what that means. And that doesn't even reflect our own behavior when it comes to social media. And like I said, there's people that I follow just because I do find their life to be interesting. And many times it's because it's so different from my own and so different from even what I would want mine to be. But it's very interesting to see what their life is like because it's so different. However, when it comes to buying from people, like I said, that's not usually who we buy from. I like following those people because it's so different and it feels like a sneak peek into this whole different world and it's fun to see someone's behind the scenes. But those aren't the people that I invest my money in when it comes to business stuff or even really products most of the time. The people that I tend to buy from are the people that I feel that real connection to. Those people that I feel are authentic, sharing their real self, really going for it, working hard, putting themselves out there even though it feels scary. The people that I feel are similar to me. And that tends to be because those are the people that I feel like actually can help me. When I look at a celebrity and this, I'm just going to be honest with you about where my head tends to go. Let's say that I see a celebrity telling me that I need this skincare. One of the things that I think, first of all, is, well, I feel like you've always been more naturally beautiful than me. So, yeah, did that skincare actually do what you're saying? Are you just a naturally gorgeous person? You know, the other thing would be, do you really use that skincare? Or is this just a paid deal, but what you actually use is something very different and a lot more expensive? And, you know, like a lot of times if I see, and I'm just being transparent, and you can judge me for those thoughts if you want to. Sometimes I judge myself for my own. These are just the impulsive thoughts that come to mind when I see something like this. But it does not make me rush out to buy that skincare because a celebrity said that they use it. And this probably has a lot to do with my own marketing background and the fact that whenever I look at anything, I overanalyze it. Like that show, Emily in Paris, so many people think it's so cute. I just cannot because like the way that it portrays the marketing industry, it's almost like a doctor trying to watch Grey's Anatomy, I think. I'm just like, you cannot post a photo of a hamburger and get a million followers. That is not how this works. And it just drives me nuts and I can't enjoy it. So there's probably some of that too when it comes to viewing like a celebrity account or an influencer account. But I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. I was just reading some conversations from some marketing experts who were saying that influencer marketing doesn't work as well these days as it used to. And I think it's because people have caught on to that fact that, you know, early on, you would come across someone and you'd never seen it before and it was easy to buy into it. But now it's like, oh, yeah, this is a paid brand deal. They're getting paid to say that, you know, people get skeptical with these people that are portraying these really flashy lifestyles or just portraying themselves to be really, quote unquote, interesting. 
So I think that we need to just really take that step back and say, who are the people that I follow and the people that I buy from? And for me, nine times out of 10, there are people that I find relatable, not those people that I follow because I want to creep on their life because I find them to be so interesting or so different from me. So I'm curious if you feel that same way or not. And you might not. And that's okay. I don't, you know, I know that the way that I, my own purchasing behaviors are not necessarily universal, but I do feel like this one, if we're honest with ourselves, the vast majority of us, it's the, you know, the boring people that we find very relatable that we make those connections with, build those relationships with and end up purchasing from. So that's the first thing that I want you to remember. And the other thing I want you to remember is that people, when they're deciding to follow you, it's not nearly as much about you as it is what's in it for them. What do they feel they're going to get out of following you? So it's not so much like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing person. And honestly, for some of us, if we come across someone, then it feels like they're, you know, we perceive that they're better than us and more interesting and doing the things that we wish that we could be doing. Sometimes that makes us feel bad about ourselves. We don't want to follow that person because we're like, all this person does is like live the life that I want. And instead of feeling like I live vicariously through them, I feel bad about myself. I'm comparing myself to them. So I definitely don't want to follow that person. You know, so you always just want to think about when people are deciding who they want to follow, what it really comes down to, whether they realize it or not, is what's in it for them. And this is the same thing with the celebrities and with the normal people and everything in between. What's in it for them when they decide whether they want to follow you or not? And the good news here is that what's in it for them does not have to have anything to do with what your day-to-day life is like. It can, and it should, within reason, right? I think that people want you to be real. They want to feel like they're interacting with an authentic person. But what actually pulls in those followers and makes them see you as someone worth buying from and is going to ultimately allow you to have them as your customer is the value that you can offer them. Not about whether you stayed home and sat at the couch and read your book today or went out and did something really cool and unique. That's not what ultimately determines if someone is going to sign up with you or not. It's about what value they are getting from the things that you post. So for an example of this, Someone could go out and have an incredible day. Maybe you're on vacation and you went to this amazing restaurant in the morning and then you went to, you found this like undiscovered beach that no one has been to before and then you went snorkeling and then you went on a hike and saw the most amazing sunset and like just just this incredible day. I don't even know. I'm just pulling random things out of thin air right now for what this incredible day could be. Now, Is that a great day that should be something that you could create a great post about? Yes. But the fact that the day was interesting does not mean that you are guaranteed to make a great post out of it. I have seen people take an incredible day like that and make a really boring post. I have seen people go to a conference, for example, whether you are in network marketing, going to your company conference, whether you have just invested in an independently run conference that you want to attend, Those sort of events provide a great opportunity for content. And you know what I see on my feed most of the time when someone's at a conference? Either they don't even really tell us that they went or they do this massive photo dump with like 200 pictures and I start looking through it, but some of them are kind of boring and I make it through, you know, maybe 20 pictures and then I leave and I'm done. 
And it's because they said, like, had a great day. And then they did this huge photo dump. And that was the entire post. Just because the day was interesting does not mean that the post is going to be interesting. On the flip side of that, I could have a day where I did absolutely nothing and did not leave my couch and turn that into a great piece of content that gets a ton of engagement, helps people get to know me more, makes sales, whatever, right? It's I want you to start shifting your mindset from I need a really interesting life in order to create great content and instead understanding that you can create great content out of literally the most boring day that you've ever had. It's about knowing how to turn something that happened into good content, not about the thing that happened. So I hope that made sense. And I'm curious, think to yourself, have you seen this before? Or be more aware moving forward. If you see someone post about something that is just objectively interesting that happened to them, how did they write the post about it? Did they do a good job and make it a really great post? Or is it a kind of just so-so post about something interesting? And then I want you to start noticing the posts that you do engage with more. Was that person telling you about their super interesting life? Or was it just a little relatable moment from their day that you connected with and felt that human connection with someone else? And that's what made you enjoy the post. Because I completely understand how we get into this mindset. And like I said, I was in it myself, so I completely understand it. And I remember thinking in the beginning, so I got my start in network marketing. I don't do it anymore, but I felt like, all of the leaders in my company were gorgeous and they all had really cute kids and they all talked about mom stuff and connected with other moms. And at the time, I was not a mom and I was often at home in my sweatpants with my hair in a bun. And so I was like, I don't understand how I can make this work. And that's when I really had to dive deep into figuring out. And the other thing, I would look at them and like they had money, right? They were successful. And so maybe they were out doing more things than I was doing. And they were showing their cute outfits that they bought. And they were showing the stuff that they were out doing. And I couldn't afford to be doing that stuff. And so I felt like how could I ever possibly become someone that people want to follow? How could I ever compete with these people when I'm so boring? And that's when I really had to do kind of a deep dive into what makes good content and really just reflect for myself about who do I want, who do I like to follow and why and what makes the difference. And that's when I decided to start really leaning into what could I do for other people? How do I build a solid brand? And this is the key here. In my opinion, the the value the brands that are built around valuable content, genuinely showing up for other people helping them in some way, having them connect with what you have to offer and not just something flashy about your life is much more solid and sustainable. Let's say that you have a super, okay, I have a really cute toddler right now. Obviously I'm biased, but he's just cute. Okay. He's got these curls and anyway, he's super cute. And could I build a following around him? Yeah, I probably could. But guess what? Every single day he gets older and He's not going to be a cute toddler forever. And then what? Or like I was talking about earlier, maybe I could take up this exciting new hobby or start traveling or doing all these crazy things. But you can't do that forever, every single day, right? There's You're kind of putting yourself onto this exhausting hamster wheel of feeling like this is the only reason why people follow me. And if I don't keep doing this thing, it's all going to be gone. And that's a stressful place to be. So instead... What I think works better is to really think about what is the value that I have to offer? How could I become someone that the right people want to follow? Now, not everyone, and that's the key. We need to dig further into this. But 
really thinking about what is the value that I could offer people. So when I was still in network marketing at the time, what I started doing was social media tips. Because that was something, that was knowledge that I had, a skill that I had grown, work that I had done. And when I started sharing that, people wanted to connect with me. And the thing is, most people don't care about your own lifestyle or your own experiences until after they know you. Do you care about what a stranger had for dinner yesterday, even if it was really delicious or expensive? Nope. I don't care what a stranger had for dinner yesterday. I just don't. So a lot of times we're confusing a brand and a social media presence, what people like about it. We're thinking that they like the the interesting content, but really people were already there and that content can keep them there. But it's hard to kind of build an audience just based around what you did that day, especially because new people, when they're coming to find you, frankly, they just don't care. And I don't say that in a mean way. They just don't. I don't care about pictures of a stranger's kids. I don't even know you. I don't know who these kids are. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know about any of that. I don't care that you painted your kitchen. I might think it's a nice color and I might quickly think that to myself, but that doesn't make me want to follow you or connect with you. So it's not about your lifestyle or what you're out doing. It's about what can you offer people? So what I want you to do instead is instead of thinking what's interesting, I want you to lean into your brand of boring. What do you like doing that, yeah, maybe some people find boring, but if you can find the right people, they will want to nerd out about it with you. So sticking with my own story, when I started doing social media tips in the beginning, not a lot of people cared. And it's not because it was objectively boring. It's because it was boring for the people that I had there at the time. I've also used this example many times over the years. Now, like I said, I now am a mom, but that's only less than two years old. For many years, there were a lot of people putting out this great mom content. And to me, it was boring. It's not that the content was bad or that they were uninteresting or anything like that. It's just it wasn't relevant for me. I wasn't a mom, so I didn't really care about the mom content. It wasn't interesting to me. So instead of thinking, I need to find something that is just like fascinating and I need to be this amazing, incredible person that everyone in the world thinks is interesting and wants to follow, which good luck with that, right? You're never going to pull that off. No matter what you do, you're never going to be someone that everyone absolutely loves. You're just not. And you're going to lose yourself in the process of trying to be that. And you're still not going to make people happy. People are insane in social media comments sometimes. Okay, so stop trying to make everyone happy. And instead, what I want you to do is think about what are you passionate about and build your audience around that. If you have decided that you're boring, now it could be that you've decided this with no evidence or no reason to think this. You've just decided it. And a lot of that was me. But a lot of it also was lack of engagement, lack of people seeming to care, lack of audience growth, right? These things that made me feel like, oh, I'm boring. People just don't like me. But it's not me. It wasn't my personality. It wasn't my boring life. It was the way that I was creating my social media presence. There was nothing in it for someone who didn't know me. There was random little tidbits about my life that I was trying to make interesting, but wasn't working. I was trying to share pictures of my dogs. I saw other people share their kids and I didn't have kids. So I was like, here's my dog. I don't know. And he's a cute dog, but strangers didn't really care. And then it was pictures of my product. And so when when we think about growing an audience and especially attracting in new people on social media, if all you're offering them is here's some stuff about me, a stranger that you don't know or care about, and then here's me trying to sell you something, then yeah, that comes across as very boring to people. But it's not because you are boring. It's just that the social media presence you have crafted so far 
is not connecting with people. And we need to make that separation and that distinction. This is not about your own value as a person, as a human, as a friend. It has nothing to do with that. These people don't even know you. They don't know the real you. All they know is what they can see on social media. And that's where you need to make the shift into saying, how can I show up and create content that's interesting for the right audience of people? So what I see a lot of people doing, and I made this mistake in the beginning, and I've seen a lot of people make this mistake, is thinking that you need to come up with something that will be interesting for the audience that you currently have. And if you have a a good targeted audience right now, then yes, you do need to make sure that what you're posting is interesting to them if you have the right people in your audience. But what most of us do is we just have this random collection of people on our friends list from past lives or, you know, whoever decided to follow us. We have these like spam bots and the creepy dudes saying, hello, you know, you don't seem to accept my friend request. Would you please send me one? And, you know, we have all these weird things. It's not a very targeted friends list or followers list of who's seeing your content. And then you're trying to guess what would those people like to see. But they're just a random mishmash of people. There's not much that connects them together. And you're trying to figure out how to be interesting to all of these different people. And it's getting you nowhere. Instead, I want you to start with yourself. What do you like to nerd out about? What are you passionate about? What are the things that you love talking about that you want to help people with, the impact that you want to have? And then go out and find the people who also want to hear about those things. So my social media stuff, I could talk about social media and marketing and all of this stuff for hours. I mean, I do. (laughs) I do. This is what I do for a living. I love talking about this stuff. I think it's so interesting, so fun. It feels like an this amazing logic puzzle for my brain. I love talking about it. My husband, on the other hand, he's very supportive. He will listen to me talk about it from because he loves me and wants to support me. He doesn't care. He is not listening to business and marketing podcasts on his own like I do, and that's fine. And there's things that he listens to podcasts about that make my eyes glaze over. He's very into philosophy, and I love that, and I really wish that I was as into philosophy as he is. I'm just not. And it's not because it's boring. It's just not, it's not for me. It's not, or at least not at this time. Who knows? You never know, right? Maybe someday it'll finally click for me and I'll get more interested in it. But there are plenty of things that you are interested in that not everyone in your life is and the other way around. And I want you to have that same approach with social media, right? You don't need every single person that you know to be passionate about your hobbies. Instead, what you can do is meet other people who already share your passion in that hobby. It's much easier if you already love hiking to join a hiking group and make friends who also love hiking and go hiking together than to try and drag your friend who is not outdoorsy or athletic in the slightest on a long hike. They're not going to enjoy it, right? So that's kind of what we're doing with our content. We're trying to drag people and turn them into someone that that wants to see the things we're posting about. And that's why you feel boring. So I want you to take a step back and say, okay, what am I showing up and talking about? What am I passionate about talking about? Because there is an audience for literally anything it, that can be built, but it starts with you figuring out what do you want to talk about? Stop getting in your own head and feeling like everyone in the world has to find you interesting and instead say, who am I? And what are the things that I like to talk about? And who are my people? So I kind of hinted at this earlier, but I'll just to be to put it more bluntly, I do not want to live like a nomad. I do not want to sell my house and travel full time. That sounds like a nightmare to me. 
And it's not that I think that it was that it's just like a bad thing that no one should do or enjoy. I think it's awesome if that's your thing. But for me personally, I would not enjoy that. I like traveling sometimes. I do not want to travel all the time. (laughs) So for me, it has become very Sorry, I'm just going to keep recording, but (laughs) my husband is cooking downstairs and the smoke detector is going off and my dog is barking and my whole train of thought is just gone. But I'm going to leave this in here because done is better than perfect and I want to be an example for you guys that we all lose our train of thought and things happen and it's fine. But anyway, I am not someone who wants to travel full time. That is not my dream lifestyle. I'm also not someone who wants to live by the beach and go to the beach every day. And again, I am not saying that you're wrong if you want those things. I think that's amazing. We all have to know what we want. But for me, neither of those are a dream. And so you kind of just have to figure out like what, who are the people that are similar to you? Because if you were trying to market to me and say, hey, come join my coaching program and I'll teach you how to travel full time. Well, I'm never signing up with you because that's not a goal of mine. That's not something that I want. Now, there is an audience for that and you can find other people, but you're not going to find me. And that's okay because you're not looking for me. You're looking for your people. And so if you are someone who likes staying home and watching TV a lot from your couch and that's kind of like your happy place and your favorite thing to do, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. And like the person who wants to travel all the time and loves going out and being around people, yeah, they might they might say, hey, your life sounds kind of boring. But me, I think that sounds great. I agree. I also love watching TV from my couch. And it's not that I, I do like doing fun things and I do like traveling and I do. It's just not what I want to be doing all the time. You know, so it, finding the people who are similar to you. When you're sitting here and saying, okay, so I like to stay home and read and I'm, you know, kind of quiet, introverted and, you know, usually make dinner at home and and you think that you need this flashy lifestyle to attract people. Yeah, that's hard. And it does feel like, yes, I must be boring because I don't know how to do that. But it's not about that. It's about finding the other people who also like staying home. And connecting with them so that we can talk about how much we like staying home and we can recommend our favorite cozy blankets to each other and the best books and the best TV shows and the best mugs and the best, I don't even know, what weighted blankets and things to keep your coffee hot and whatever, right? Things that we can set up our ultimate amazing couch station and just veg out there and talk about how much we like doing it with each other. That's what it comes down to. It's not about, well, I'm too boring when you compare me to this person, it's about how do I find my people who are similar to me and will relate to what my actual lifestyle is and find those little connection points within it. And that brings me to my next point, which is it's about finding those little relatable moments in your day. It is not that your posts need to be, here's what I did today. You can post about things that happened way in the past. You can post about things that you've been thinking about or considering. You can post about one random little thing that happened throughout your day. The more that you do this, and this is harder in the beginning. I, I understand that, and I'll just be upfront with you. It can be hard to make this shift for yourself, and that's part of why I do challenges like get your face in your feed and write so many content prompts and things that will help you recognize these little moments because it's hard. It's hard in the beginning to find what they are. But you can take those little snapshots snap, snapshots of your day. There we go. <laughs> you can take the snapshots of your day and those little sneak peeks. Find those relatable moments within them. So you could, let's say you did nothing today. You had just kind of an off day and you were just at home chilling. 
but maybe you decided it was time to take your dog for a walk and you were like, whatever, I look like crap, but it's no big deal. And while you're out on the walk, it was like every single one of your neighbors was out in their front yard for some reason and wanted to talk to you. And you encountered every single person that you know while you were out looking like crap, thinking that you were safe and wouldn't see anyone. That would make a great post. Is that super exciting? Nope, but it's incredibly relatable. Almost all of us have had that experience of, man, I look like crap, but it's fine. I probably won't see anyone. And then you see everyone you know, right? So you could turn that into a really great piece of content. And you did nothing today. You were having an off day. But because you pulled that little relatable moment out of it, that's what people connect with. You could kind of even think about the show Seinfeld. So I have to confess, I made it through a lot of my life without ever watching Seinfeld. And I don't even know why, because my mom's a big fan, but I just had never seen it. But my husband and I watched it together because he was a big fan, too. And I liked it a lot. But when you think about the concept of the show about nothing, and they just pick those silly little relatable things, think more about Seinfeld when you're writing your content, okay? Think about, like, what could they make an episode of Seinfeld about? And how can I turn my content into an episode of Seinfeld. And if you don't connect with that, if you're not a Seinfeld fan, or if that makes you feel more confused or overwhelmed, ignore that. But for some of you, you're going to hear that and say, oh, that was my light bulb moment. My content is Seinfeld. Okay. you know. So I just wanted to mention that. But it really is, what are those little moments? What are those little funny things or those little frustrating things or those little struggles that you have where you could ask someone and say, does anyone else deal with this? Like, have you found something to make it work? Or whatever it may be. Finding those little things, that's what makes people truly enjoy your content. It's not about your lifestyle. It's about can you find the relatable moments and present them in a way that helps people feel like they are connected to you. Because that, at the end of the day, is what brings in the engagement and the relationship building and ultimately the sales is when people feel like they have a connection to you, which comes with those little relatable moments. So remember that the right people will care and the wrong ones won't. And that's fine. And this people pleaser has come a long way to be able to say that, okay? I understand. If you are someone that wants to be liked and has a hard time saying, oh, who cares if people like me or not? I'm just going to do what I want, do my own thing. I understand. I'm that same way too. I wish that I could be unbothered and not care what other people think, but I do. But I had to work on letting go of that. And remember that the right people are out there. And instead of trying to make everyone happy, which is impossible, like we said, leaning more into what do I like talking about? And what do I want my social media presence to look like? And who are the people that I want to connect with? And who are the people that it's going to be easy for me to connect with, right? Like if I see so many people who say, well, you know, I'm really snarky in real life, but I don't want to be snarky in my content and offend anyone. And I'm like, that is the exact opposite mindset with this. Go ahead and offend those people. Now, don't be a jerk, right? Within reason. We're not going to be cruel, but show your real personality with the snark so that the people who will not click with that will just quietly see themselves out. And then you can find more people who are like, yes, bring on the snark because those are your people. The sooner that you lean into just who you are and those things about your personality, that's what makes a difference. And it comes down to, you know, your sense of humor, if you have one, or the positive spin that you always put on things, or the lessons that you can share with people, or the little tips and tricks that you've given them, or even just the way that you are so honest about your struggles that helps them know they're not alone. These are the things that make people want to connect with you on social media, regardless of what your actual life looks like. So I hope that this is helping you 
stress less about feeling like you're boring and shift your mindset around how to show up on social media and find those little relatable moments in your day and your life and start to talk about those things because those are the things that will really click with people. One of the best posts that I ever did, and actually I should redo this one because I'm curious now. I, I have a much bigger audience now. This was years ago when I did this. But one of the like standout posts in my mind that was a huge success back before I knew what I was doing. Somehow my husband and I went years in our relationship just never like brushing our teeth at the same time. And we were brushing our teeth. He was already brushing his teeth and I went in to brush mine and I stuck my toothpaste under the water and put it in my mouth and it was hot. And I was like, do you use hot water to brush your teeth? What a monster. And he's like, you use cold? You're a monster. And with love, right? Lighthearted. We weren't actually like <laughs> fighting, but it was, I was flabbergasted and so was he. And I made a post about it and a ton of people wanted to chime in about whether they use hot or cold water because it, you know, it was one of those little relatable moments of the day. We were brushing our teeth. That is not interesting. Okay. But it, I turned it into a great piece of content because it was one of those little things and people wanted to share about what it is for them too. So finding those little things, finding those little moments, finding you almost want to think about when you come across a really great meme that puts something into words that you didn't know other people experience. You thought it was just you. And it's like, oh, and it makes you laugh so much because other people, because it's so relatable and it's so real. And also because you're a little bit relieved that you're not the only one that does that. Right? <laughs> Stuff like that makes incredible social media content. And then, of course, really nailing down what value can you offer? And that's a whole episode in and of I mean, that's probably multiple episodes, I'm sure, in the future of this podcast that I don't want to necessarily get into here right now, but finding that way that you can teach people something or make them laugh, entertain them, put a smile on their face, help them know they're not alone. Finding those things that are valuable just for other people, not about your own experiences or your own life. Because at the end of the day, people are, are we're kind of selfish and not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, we only have so many hours in the day and so many so much mental capacity and we kind of have to think about what's in it for me when we're deciding whether we want to do something or not. And so people don't really care as much about you posting about your own life as they do if they learn something from your content or you make them laugh or you have really cute kids that they enjoy seeing or whatever, right? That's the kind of stuff. It's about what it does for them, not about your own content unless they already love you. And you cannot build an audience of people who already love you. You have to start meeting new people at a certain point. You have to get out there and find new people. And if the only content that you have there is for people that already love you, that's not going to get you anywhere. So thinking about how can I weave in that value like I do with my social media tips and business trainings and mindset and all that kind of stuff, it's valuable. Yes, I like talking about it. And that's when you've really nailed your value is when you find something that you enjoy talking about and other people enjoy learning or, you know, hearing. But like I said, in the beginning, people didn't care because I didn't have the right audience. It just wasn't relevant for them. I had to go out and build the audience of people who enjoy hearing me talk about this stuff. So stop focusing on your day-to-day -day life and whether it's exciting and interesting enough and instead find those tiny relatable moments and then figure out what value that you can offer that is something that you are coming from that place of service and showing up to help others. Those are the two keys to a successful social media presence that have nothing to do with whether you are boring or not.
So your action step for this week is to find a small relatable moment in your day today. Whenever you're listening to this today, I want you to be mindful. And if it's the morning, then I just want you to have the mindset of you're going to be mindful throughout the day. If it's the evening, reflect back on your day. What is one little thing that happened? Did someone... I don't know, cut you off when you were driving. Or um, here's another one. My husband, I told him that I actually kind of love when a person in front of me doesn't pay attention when the light turns green and they don't go because I actually love honking my horn at someone, but only when it's justified. I'm not going to go around honking my horn willy-nilly at people who didn't do anything. So I sort of, there's a part of me that loves when the person doesn't go because now I get to honk at them and it's justified and I find that really satisfying. And he was like, I guess I kind of like honking at people, but I would just prefer if the person went to turn green. I'm like, nope, I don't think so. (laughs) But that's one of those little relatable moments about me and my personality. And you might agree and find it relatable. You might not. But either way, it was just me driving. And it doesn't matter where I was going. I was probably just going to the store. (laughs) You know, I probably wasn't going anywhere interesting. But it's finding those little things. So paying attention when you're driving, when you're interacting with people, when you're at work, in the conversations that you have with your kids or your partner or something that happens with your pet, a show that you watched, or, you know, maybe you got all your snacks and you got everything all together and you sat down on the couch and you got all cozy in your blanket and then you realized you left your drink in the kitchen counter and now you're devastated. And you're like, do I get up and get it? Do I not? that could be a great piece of content, okay? These are just the little moments of your day that will be relatable to others. So as you go throughout your day today, I want you to pick out one small relatable moment like this and make a post about it. I hope this episode inspires you to go take action on something you have been overthinking. As much as I wish you could, you cannot think your way to success. So promise me you're going to go take some action today. Head over to overthinkingentrepreneur.com to find all the cool stuff I've made for you over the years, like my free guide to getting more social media engagement and my Facebook group, Dynamite Entrepreneurs, which has a free course on social media basics.